You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Welcome to this episode of the Business of Practice podcast, where we focus on the physical, financial, and human sides of equine veterinary medicine. In this episode, we're talking about medical records with Dr. Cynthia McKenzie, a trust veterinarian with the AVMA. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you by Care Credit. Dr. McKenzie, who earned her veterinary degree from Texas A&M University, has worked in private practice in California and Kentucky, and she has served in industry positions. Dr. McKenzie, who is a certified insights practitioner, joined the AVMA trust staff in November of 2017. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. McKenzie. Thanks for having me. Well, we're really looking forward to having this podcast on medical records, and I know you also just had a talk at the 2022 AAEP convention on this same topic, and that um, anyone that was registered for the convention can go in and listen to that. They have it on demand, so you can get that, or if you have the proceedings, you can go read in the AAEP proceedings. So we're going to get started because I know this is an important topic to veterinarians. So Dr. McKenzie, can you start with why are medical records so important? Yes, there's several reasons why medical records are important. Uh, What I really focused on during the talk at AAP were the medical, legal, regulatory, and ethical reasons for keeping good medical records. So just as a way for the equine practitioners to be able to evaluate their current format against um, the standards that that we talked about and that were presented at, at the conference. And I started the conversation by looking at the recent trends of malpractice claims that the trust has seen as a way to highlight the ever important need to maintain good medical records. And so the trust has been reviewing claims since the early 1960s, and we've been tracking this data um, all, all that time. And what we've seen is in the last few years, a really good rise, a pretty steep rise in liability claims, aka malpractice um, claims and also license defense. We did see a dip around 2020 um, due to the COVID year and less um, less surgeries being done during that time, you know, elective surgeries, all of that. But then since 2020, we've seen a really steady increase in both the professional liability claims and also the licensed defense claim numbers. And when I teased out just the equine numbers, um, equine is up 15% year over year with just um, professional liability claims. And so really veterinarians are, you know, they're they're under attack for um, their medical records from licensing boards, but then um, the expectations from owners have increased. And so we really just want to highlight the need to keep good medical records as a way to defend yourself if you ever need to. And so when we look at the medical reasons for keeping good medical records, um, it's really to document the patient condition and medical care, but it's also there to document your standard of care. And 
it represents a continuation of care. So a good rule to follow is that any veterinarian who reads your records should be able to understand the horse's condition and pick up where you left off with treatment of that horse. Items that should be included in medical records are written consent forms, anesthesia logs, surgery reports, physical exam findings, diagnostics that are not only recommended but declined by the client. And our attorneys tell us that those declined um, estimates are some really powerful pieces of evidence. So be sure to maintain those as well within the medical record. You know, lab results, estimates, and all forms of communication should also be in there. So that includes text messages, emails, voicemail messages, and any verbal conversations. And right or wrong, the quality of your care will be judged by the quality of your medical records. And the practice owns the records, including the original radiograph. So the client of the records is entitled to copies upon request within a reasonable time period. And that's where you should consult your state practice act for specifics on what to include in the medical record, because some of those are just a minimum requirement. Um, records should be accurate, legible, and timely. We still get written records into the trust with the claims that we read. And those are fine as long as, again, they're accurate, legible, and timely. That means that there should be some time stamps on there. There needs to be dates. Um, entries should be made on the same day or within 24 to 48 hours. And I know how crazy equine practice can be, especially mobile practice. I was in it for a number of years, and it can be incredibly challenging to maintain invoices and medical records out in the field. But the longer you wait to document any exams and findings, the more likely that you are to forget. So again, consult your practice act for the specific record keeping requirements. Now, when it comes to the legal reasons um, for keeping good medical records, it really is based on your practice act. The practice act is the law under which you're granted a license to practice veterinary medicine. And so it has certain requirements for record keeping, like how long you should maintain the medical records. Um, and, you know, when an owner makes a request, on on the medical records, you know, how long do you have to comply with that request, things of that nature. So really just want you to focus in on looking at your practice act as guidance. And if you haven't picked up a copy and looked at it recently, I highly recommend that you do so. Really, why we're talking about this is records are your defense. So they are crucial in the defense of malpractice lawsuits and licensor board complaints. Um, and like I said before, the appropriate documentation is needed to support your standard of care, but also to protect, protect against false allegations um, of negligence. Um, we read a lot of claims where there's like the he said, she said, you know, the client said this and then the veterinarian said that because we read both narratives from both sides. And it's really nice if the communication is documented in the medical record so that we can just get rid of those false allegations of negligence or those he said, she said situations. Um, so again, remember those should be accurate, leg legible and, and timely. We wanna be able to read them and be able to defend you if possible through that documentation. 
The rule of thumb, and this we hear this from licensing boards and attorneys, is that if it was not recorded in the medical record, then it was not performed. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you by Care Credit. Care Credit keeps equine veterinarians at the heart of care by providing horse owners with simple, budget-friendly financing options. By bridging the gap between cost and care, Care Credit supports healthy financial relationships between veterinarians and their clients. It can help them move forward with care a horse needs whenever and wherever it's needed. So now we'll look at the regulatory reasons for maintaining good documentation. And in the veterinary space, there certainly are many reasons why we need to be in compliance with some of these regulatory aspects. Um, So, of course, we've mentioned the state licensing boards. The Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, they have specific record-keeping requirements as it relates to control drugs. Um, If you perform health certificates, then, of course, the USDA APHIS has their regulations around that. Um, Other entities also have jurisdiction. The recent federal law that was passed in regards to horse racing, the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority has very specific requirements, and some of these requirements are still yet to be ironed out, or they're in a in um, sort of a flux stage. Um, having gone to the AP just recently and sat in on some of those table topics and discussions, um, there still are a lot of things with HISA that need to be worked out. So, if you're a racetrack practitioner. Make sure that you are staying up to date and in tune with the changes that are being made and particularly when the new year comes and a lot of these things go into force. Organizations like FEI and AQHA, they also have their own sets of rules and record keeping regulations. The last one is ethical reasons and there's really compelling ethical reasons for all practitioners and and equine practitioners too to maintain good medical records. Um, And the AAP has recently had a focus on this within several of their ethical practice segments and a number of colleagues have chimed in on those segments. And in one of them, uh, Dr. Dunlavey is quoted as saying that the accountability of complete medical records is an ethical goal that we should all strive for. And as a reminder, the AVMA principles of veterinary medical ethics includes language on medical records and the need to comply with standards established by state and federal law. And then when you look at the AAP's um, logo, the ethical practice every day, every time slogan, I really love that because I think we can apply that motto to record keeping, you know, every visit and every day and every time um, we should be recording things in the medical records. And as I review equine claims, um, equine practitioners historically have some of Um, The worst medical records, um, the ones that are lacking in in documentation, if we get documentation, a lot of times we'll just get invoices and invoices are not um, a medical record. And so if that's what's still happening in your practice right now, anything that you can do to move away from just the invoice as a medical record to actually complying with all the statistics, with all of the requirements within the State Practice Act is a good measure, especially, like I said, in today's times when 
um, practitioners are under a lot more scrutiny for licensing boards and come coming under um, a lot more complaints with um, owners. And finally, some other reasons for keeping good medical records are providing excellent customer service. I recently participated in a webinar, a record-keeping webinar with AAP. It was in um, last month in, in October. Yeah, we're still in November. And um, Dr. Baus, Dr. Mark Baus participated in it. And I really liked what he said about his reason for keeping good medical records is really just this whole customer service aspect that he provides medical record records to clients even before they ask for them, like after an exam, and that it's really just helped him with his clientele. Um, and I just thought it was worth mentioning as another good aspect of it that I hadn't even really thought of. And, and finally, good records can be a rich source of data for research purposes um, and, and also just looking at trends within, within your specific practice. And so those, those were some of the things that, that we highlighted um, as reasons for, for good medical record keeping. And then some best practice tips for improving record keeping, I call them the three T's templates, technology, and technicians. And templates was one of the other things that came out of that webinar with, with AAP. And again, Dr. Dr. Baus used uses templates and he provided some of them and I included it in my AAP talk. Um, but if you're not using templates, it's really an excellent way to help you jumpstart your medical records and really just have that efficiency and accuracy that the medical records should have. Technology, you know, particularly for mobile practitioners that are out there, you know, looking at a voice dictation system, there were two companies that exhibited at AAP. One was Takatu and the other is Dragon. And I know that they have um, voice dictation systems. Um, that's an, a, a good way for practitioners that are going from farm to farm and maybe they don't have a technician with them um, that they can capture um, stuff that can go in your medical records. Um, of course, cell phones for text, pictures, and videos. Um, but you just need to make sure that you have a way to incorporate those into the medical record. And then finally, technicians. I know we've had a tremendous focus in recent years about how to utilize technicians and particularly um, equine and mobile practitioners, using them for um, medical records is just another bonus to help empower them in part of this process um, is is an excellent incentive, I think, for both in, in hospital and in the field. Yeah, we all recognize the value of our technicians and support staff, empower them to help us assist with good record keeping both in the hospital and out in the field. I mean, they really are the secret weapon to both efficiency and effectiveness. And then is there anything else, uh, Dr. McKenzie, that you would like to add? You've given us a lot of information and a lot of things to think about today. One final best practice tip, and then I'll sum it up with the, um, with, you know, the take-home point. But the final best practice tip is review your practice act. 
and I've said it a couple times just in the in this segment, but there are changes constantly being made to these practice acts. So for example, the Texas Board of Veterinary Medical Examiners recently adopted a completely revised version of its patient record keeping rule. If you haven't checked it out and you're practicing in Texas, you really need to do that. It took effect in August um, 16th of this year. And so again, if you are licensed in, in multiple different states and a lot of equine practitioners are, particularly those that are practicing on the track, you might be licensed in Kentucky, in California, in Florida, all of those states have vastly different record keeping requirements. A recommendation would be for your records to adhere to the state with the most stringent requirements thereby you're going to be achieving compliance across all the states. And then the final take-home message, it is very simple. Document, document, document. You want to review your current record-keeping methods today against these principles that we've talked about and make the necessary adjustments so that if ever required, your records will defend you. Well, those are some good tips, and I really appreciate you, Dr. McKenzie, for joining us today on the Business of Practice podcast, and a big thanks to our sponsor, Care Credit, and we invite you to visit equimanagement.com or your favorite podcast network to hear each episode of the Business of Practice, and we look forward to talking to you again, Dr. McKenzie. We always enjoy having you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. 